All right, welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. Today, I've got my buddy, John Ruland. John, what's up? Dude, thanks for having me. How you doing? Dude, I'm great. Do you throw a punch anybody today playing basketball? I did. I, I throw uh, Scotty. So I, dude, I felt so bad. And then he drained a three. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't throw, chop him hard enough. <laughs> exactly. like, <laughs> didn't hit you hard enough, man. Well, uh, you are John Ruland. You are the author of Giftology. You are an advisor. You're a speaker, man. You're going all over the world. And uh, you're making some things happen, man. It's been fun to watch. Well, it's, uh, I've been very fortunate. i got a lot of people in my corner. So. Yeah, yeah. well, that doesn't just happen by accident. So we're going we're gonna to get that out of you today. I know you're a humble guy and you won't want to chat about it, but it's my job to make you talk about it. You can, we can go anywhere you want to go. All right. Well, uh, if you can, though, man, uh, we, we did this about five years ago, maybe five and a half years ago, right when I was starting the podcast. God, probably almost six years ago. And uh, now here we are again. But for those people that don't know John Rula, man, give us a little backstory. What's made you the man you are today? kind of your upbringing and, and kind of get us to where we're at now and what we'll talk about here in, in a little bit. Yeah, so I didn't grow up in any, you know, any of the cool towns, L.A., Austin, Nashville. I grew up in Ohio, farm kid, 47 acres, you know, milking goats every morning. Uh, so learned what I didn't want to do the rest of my life. Yeah. Although, ironically, we just bought 40 acres. I think I was talking to you about land early on. Um and just got 20 chickens and it's kind of going back to my roots yeah. of, uh, of, you know, the farm, the, the, uh, baling hay, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I thought I'd go make my mom proud and is going to go be a doctor, uh, chiropractor, DO, some, yeah. something holistic, functional. And, uh, God got a hold of my life. I had, had a, a mentor who is a law firm owner and he, when you're poor, you grow up poor, you notice when people are generous, like that just yeah. seems weird. And he was always doing things radically generously. And because of that, he was the most light, trusted, and top of mind dude in town. Yeah. Every deal came his way, every referral. And I saw how seeds he had planted 30 years before with no, like, wasn't like an expectation or like strings attached. Like, he would love on somebody, do something. 30 years later, they were in a position of, you know, wow. inherited real estate or whatever it was. And who did they call? They called Paul. Why? Because of the relationship. So I was interning with Cutco at the time, to, desperate to pay for med school, uh, hoping it would last the summer. In my fourth appointment, I pitched Paul the knives, and uh, which is, it, you know, everybody thinks they have hard, like selling insurance, financial right. services, like pro sports, like selling knives to your girlfriend's dad. <laughs> right. The most hard. weird, awkward. Right. But Paul didn't make me feel weird. He's like, John, I, uh, he bought a set for himself and his three unmarried girls, daughters. And then he comes back to me with this question, which like, who asked this? John, I want to help you your goals. What else can I do for you? That's literally how he led his life. So I rack my brain. I'm like, Paul's always giving things away. Clients, employees, all of his, all of his clients were like CEOs of million and billion dollar companies. And they're all into the outdoors. So I pitch them the pocket knives or like a few hundred dollars. And, uh, so a week later before church, weird, you know, but he didn't make me feel weird. He said, John, I don't order with a pocket knife. So I'm like, I, I understand. He's like, I do want to order something though. I'm like, what's that? He's like, I want to order a bunch of these, you know, the chef knives, the pairing knives. I'm like, you want to give a bunch of CEOs of like million and billion dollar companies, like kitchen tool, why? And he said, John, the reason I have more referrals and deal flow and access, all these outcomes we want in business is I found out if you take care of the family and business, everything else seems to take care of itself. So that was the lightning bolt moment. I started to, instead of buying beer in college, I was buying knife sets for CEOs <laughs> of big insurance companies. And Cutco's worked with about 2 million reps in 70 years. We became their number one rep in the history of the company wow. by, you know, we call it giftology, but really it's, it's how do you show up in powerful, unique, memorable ways for relationships, whether that's your employees, whether that's your clients, yeah. your suppliers. And so I put med school on hold and 
started this little business around it, and that was 23 years ago. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So now what's the, uh, what's the vision with your 40 acres? What, what do you see there? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, the goal is to s- slow down. I read a book recently, a mentor of mine has been challenging me to, to shift my thinking. Actually, Matthew's one of the guys that's yeah. been challenging me to like, Matthew Kelly. he's like, you know, book's done well. It's sold 100,000 copies, you know, as a self-published book, multiple languages. Like that's, you know, average yeah. business book sells four or 500 copies and then it fizzles out. So I'm grateful for that. But he's like, you're, you're only leveraging your IP like 3% of what it could be. Mm. And, uh, and then the other book that I read called Becoming a King talks about how as men, we've kind of outsourced everything and all we do is think and we don't get our hands dirty and it's not good for our soul. And so like, mm-hmm. I've been like things on a, on a spreadsheet that normally I'd be like out, you know, delegating, like right. mowing the lawn or picking up a chainsaw or a weed eater, yeah. all those things I've gone back to. And I've noticed it connects me to my girls. It connects me to nature. It connects me to like my faith. It's like, it's been a shift. It, but it doesn't make sense on paper. Yeah, right. And so for me, part of the 40 acres was to be more intentional about slowing down. And everybody says they want to slow down. Everybody says they want to be less busy. But a lot of times, myself included, our priorities are not geared towards where I'm putting boundaries in place and shifting things and actually doing the things I say I want to do. I'm just talking about it. Yeah. My wife will call me like, you're good at talking. Are you like <laughs> are you really slow? You're down? really yeah. good at, at talking. Like, are you really going to follow through on these things and actually do the things with the girls? And so we got chickens, but like I drug my feet cause I was like, man, that's going to be time and right. energy and effort. And it's like, dude, clean up all this. Stuff, yeah. Right? If you're you going to talk about slowing down and, and getting your hands dirty and then just like talk about it for five years, which I did. I did. I talked about it for a right. long time, but like once we bought the land and now like actually doing it, I'm like, man, like it feels good. It's yeah. one thing to get a workout at the gym. It's another yeah. thing to go out and freaking work in the sun right. with a chainsaw. I've worked muscles. I haven't worked in 40 years. Yeah. I, you know, I like it, man. I, we have some land as well, but I like being out there. And I like my boys knowing how to work a chainsaw and a knife and an ax and all that stuff too. And I think for me, it is fun to get out there and just kind of Take it all in, man. Take in nature and, and enjoy that stuff. And I'm sure we can compare stories. You've got four girls. Right? I do. I've got four boys. You know, different worlds at our houses. Very. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, Michael Hyatt has five girls, and he and he jokes that he you know he consistently has estrogen poisoning. <laughs> exactly. And, and, uh, and so like you have you know plenty of testosterone right. running through the house. There's, there's a, plenty of it. There's no plenty doubt. of it. Let's um. One of the I usually like to ask it at the end, but it's, it's been on my mind a lot lately. Is what did you learn from the pandemic, man? We were you know we we're shut down for all this time. What was some of the biggest learnings that you had as a leader you are and the people you surround yourself with? Some thoughts you can share with our listeners on that. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I mean we're fortunate. We've been virtual for 14 years, so all of our employees outside of a videographer are outside the area. I'm the only one that's here. Yeah. Um. So it confirmed that it's possible to, to run a business remote. And, yep. and, uh, but I think one of the biggest things for me, and I think part of it is just my wiring. I have a fear of missing out and like, I want to be in the room. I want to be doing the thing. And I realized I don't have to be in the room all the time. Like I could say no to probably 60, 70, 80% of the things and still like have a successful business. Mm. And so I doing things from afar and, and really, you know, the core part of our agency on the gifting side is I can help somebody, hit, you know, 400 cities in one day without jumping on an airplane, without going to a stage. And I knew that, but I, I didn't always practice, you know, like I would still have that inkling of like wanting to show up and and I'd be in a room and I'd be like, I didn't really need to be here. (laughs) And I think that the pandemic got me more focused on. And so my travels down from the peak 
you know, probably 10, 15 years ago, it's down 80%. You know, with the video, I look, I'll take the same stage I'm on, you know, big stage, I'll cut it into 40 clips. So it looks like I'm on 40 stages. Right. I'm really on like one a month, two a month at the most. Mm. And so I've, I've, you know, tightened up the boundaries and I still have some room to go on, on that of saying no and, uh, and being able to, to leverage being home. So what's the ultimate vision with that though? Because I mean, I think it, you still got to be out there, right? I always say you got to go play in traffic. Yeah. So you got to go play in traffic in your business and, and whether it's my business, financial services or your business. So how, how do you do that? Stay home more, but yet still play in traffic. So one of the things that I've realized is um, I'm in a different season with my kids being 12 to three. Yep. I'll, I'll buy somebody's plane ticket and fly them to me. Okay. I'll host them here versus yeah. me going to them. I used to just, I'll jump on the plane. Well, there's power in being able to say, you know, come, let's, let's hang here. Let's do this. Like I'll right. fly, I'm going to fly you or like, so I think there's ways to get mm. creative about that. And I think that there's, um, you know, once I shake somebody's hand and spend time with them, like, and, and build that bridge, like it's amazing what you can yeah. do with a text or a FaceTime or a zoom once you've established that connection. Right. And so I do think that, and picking the right rooms to be in, like if I'm going to go somewhere, typically it's going to be on stage. Why? well, I'm able to impact thousands. hundreds or thousands or tens of thousands of people and the power of the podcast. I mean, I'll sell more books off of being on a mid-level podcast that yeah. nobody's ever heard of than being on Fox News nationally. Why? Because somebody's getting to spend 60 minutes diving into and connecting with. Right. I mean, what would you, like a big stage for me would be on you know a 10,000 10, person stage. Yep. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts that have 10,000 yeah. listeners and sometimes the right listeners and they're getting more intimately connected and then they have a follow-up to go connect with you on your website or whatever right. else. So I've realized like, you know, there's a lot of pieces of technology that allow us to scale. And I think most people, myself at times included, are more busy with all of these leverage points. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like we should be able to do more with significantly less. Yeah. And I, I find myself, you know, yeah, I, I need to play in traffic, but I need to pick the right intersection right right and then go be really intentional and freaking dominate that intersection and then get the heck out yeah versus like piddling around and doing stuff that really doesn't need to be done tell us just for a perspective right because being the author of giftology be author of giftology you you've had some amazing stages you've been on where you've given pretty amazing gifts and then you've done things that nobody sees that maybe you sent something to somebody and it opened up the door for you to get what you wanted but because I, I know the price tag on some of these things, and, and I know, but but you believe enough in gifting that thing, whatever that widget is, right? That that will you have enough faith that it's going to open up a door that's going to pay for that thing again that you bought ten x because yeah. of what you've done. So yeah. walk yeah. us through some of those examples so people can get a perspective of what you actually do. Well, what's what's interesting is almost even small companies will have marketing budgets, biz dev, sponsorship, affiliate, Facebook ads. Like if you look at somebody's like overall sales and marketing and even HR budget to bring in the right talent, yep. you know, even a small company is probably investing seven figures in that. Like if you have a hundred employees, even your health insurance for your employees yeah. probably is $2 million a year. Yeah. And, and business owners sign that check. They don't even think twice about yeah. it. And nobody's like crying or writing home and being like, oh my gosh, they offer a health insurance and 401k match. Right. But it costs us as business owners a crap ton of money. We get no upside. It's table stakes. So what, we've, what I've 
realize with gifting is it's really just a way to be the purple cow, Seth Godin's concept of, you know, or a yep. blue ocean. Yep. And I might not win every time I do like, you know, for Vaynerchuk, we did a 40 or $50,000 art piece on stage at a crisp event. One of the biggest, I couldn't, it was Pitbull's old stage down in Atlanta. I couldn't make it from one side of the stage to the other side. It was at the big Marriott Marquis. You know, it was, I bet you they invested just in the stage and the speakers alone, $6 million. And the guy I know that like 10, 10 years ago was operating out of a one bedroom apartment. Like he's grown this stage incredibly. So now, can I stop you there for a second? So, so Gary V, you get the deal. You get the, is that I'm the speaking. Rec- okay, you're yeah. spe- okay. So you're speaking, you know, he's going to be there. You know, you want to obviously meet Gary V. He's yeah. I partnered with Michael. We split okay. the cost on this piece. Yep. And, um, and so people are like, dude, like 50 grand or even 25 grand. Why would you do that? And I'm like, if you wanted to get, you know, if, if it's, say you're going to hire an assistant, you'll pay 50 grand a year. Yeah. If you wanted to get Gary as a sales rep for your brand, you could offer him a few million dollars and he'd turn you down. Right. I've literally like, like the guy we did, the Brooks brothers, we did 25 grand for him. Cameron Harold, yep. five, six yep. books. People are like, dude, 25 grand. Why did you do that? I'm like, I can tie back over a seven, over seven figures of deals that have come from that one relationship. Show me that's a 50 X ROR return right. on relationship. Show me another Facebook ad or whatever else. Like you, there's no, it's usually like put in a dollar, get $2 back. But with the right relationships, you put in a dollar into the right employee and you get a hundred dollars back. You put in the right client or center of influence or partner, you get $50 back or mm-hmm. maybe a thousand dollars back. Like it's usually humans. Yeah. And so, so many people are like, John, like you're just being lavish and ridiculous. And I'm like, no, like I'm actually a practical farm kid. And I've seen that this little area over here, because nobody takes it serious. It's like this redheaded stepchild, like really gifting, like, yeah. oh, that's cute. Oh, that's fun. Like, isn't that the thing you do at Christmas? Like, no, like this is how you show up powerfully to move people to influence. And what do I win every time I do that? No, I might have, I might do that for 20 people hmm. and five of them might turn out to be duds or they might be dormant for a decade. Like the Cubs took me seven years to land. D.R. Horton, the largest builder in the, in the country, seven years to land. Most people give up after, but most people say they're playing the long game and they give up after seven days or right. seven months. Right. And so my challenge to people is, is that you say people matter. You say you're all about relationships, but most people only do things at transactional times. Yep. And when you can show up powerfully for people, when most people are doing the dinners and rounds of golf and ball game tickets, which is all fine, but everybody in every industry entertains and loves on their relationships the exact same way. What do you do for your employees? Oh, we offer health insurance. Cool. What do you do that's unique that makes people tell your story at dinners that they're at and gets their family to want to come work for you? Well, for us, we pay for house cleaning every other week. Every employee that works for Giftology costs us a few grand. That's the benefit they tell at dinner stories. That's at family gatherings and whatever else. There's a line of people that want to work for us because we're showing up differently for employees, clients, partners. And so it's not about being lavish. It's actually about like, I need to be different because I can't outspend my publicly traded competitors. Right. So I got to be creative. I got to be thoughtful, not just check a box, not just give, you know, Oh, we, we do referral gifts. That's dumb. Don't do a referral gift. That's transactional. Yeah. Show up for your clients and your employees and your partners and your centers of influence as a just because. So the timing matters. So there's all of these different things. So, so at Gary V, yeah, 50K is a lot, but there's, you know, there's other times where it might be 5K or $500 or $50. Right. Like it's not the dollar amount. It's like, but it, most people put themselves into a box in this gifting realm yeah. and they say the same person they're taking to the Super Bowl or the Masters for 10, 20 grand a person. And then they're giving them a hundred dollar Patagonia vest with their logo on it. Right. 
One's one's level 10 and one is like a negative three. Yeah. I'm going to go over in this little negative three area. And if, even if I just get somebody to be a five, everybody else is like, it's it just stands out so far and above. So it's a, it's a fun game to play. Just most people don't understand. You got to be game. creative and you got to have the, you know, what's to do it. Right. I mean, to spend the 25, 50 grand to go out and do it with right. the hopes that Gary V gives you five minutes. Right. Right. Yeah, and so I mean, you know, Vayner's a, a client now. Yeah. So, like, actually, they he was a client before. I, I why? Not because of Gary, it was because the CMO liked what yeah. we were doing. Yep. D Rock, his video yeah. guy, liked what we were doing. His president of his of Sasha, the consulting firm, yep. liked what we were doing. So, so many times people are like, John, I want to take care of my clients. We're gonna do golf. We're gonna do bourbon. I'm like, I don't care what the guys or gals like that are the decision makers. What's their spouse like? What's mm. their assistant yep. like? So a lot of the things we do are like to this day, we still do a, a crap ton with the knives. Why? Because most people, what do they do when they gather? Whether you make 50 grand or $5 million, you gather in the home, you break bread with loved ones, your inner circle, and you spend time together celebrating. And so 80 to 90% of the things we do in all industries, all sizes of companies, whether employees, clients, partners, doesn't matter. They're humans are still kitchen oriented, are still hospitality Dude, oriented. It's silly. You sent me knives probably six years ago and they're maybe still even longer. Yeah. Maybe even longer ago. They're still in my kitchen. The number one knife used it's Brett and Julie Gilliland and family. It's got a visionary logo on it. it. It's phenomenal. Right. And the kids like the knives. I mean, they're the best knives you can get. I got a call this month from somebody. They had three partners. They're one of the larger real estate investment firms. We'd worked with them eight, nine years ago. And uh, it kind of fizzled. One of, the, one of the partners didn't like the idea. And I get a call from the, one of the other partners. He had left. He said, John, I've been thinking about you every single day for the last seven years. And as soon as I went out on my own, I partnered with these billionaire guys out of Wisconsin. We're doing, we're doing industrial real estate. He's like, I got a bunch of relationships I need to appreciate and engage. And who was the first person I thought of? You, because of stupid knives. <laughs> Subconsciously, consciously, right. I'm thinking right. you you have the one like the one square foot of real estate on somebody's countertop. Yep. If you can be liked, trusted, and top of mind. Well, most people might be liked. Right. Hey, you're fun. Hey, trusted. Yeah, you're good at what you do. Yep. But they're not top of mind because most people are getting bombarded with a hundred thousand texts right. and TikToks and whatever else. And so, who gets the referral? Who gets the deal? Who gets the phone call? Yep. The person who's thought of in those scenarios, and most people just aren't thought of. Yeah. That's crazy. Good stuff, man. What, um, let's talk about some of the personal side that we can, like from a daily habit standpoint. So yeah. like, what are the things I walked in your day? I'm like, man, you're looking kind of buff, right? So, <laughs> so what are the habits Dude. that John Rulin is doing every day to make sure you're living and being there for your, your wife, your kids, your business? What are those things? Yeah. I mean, you can't take care of somebody if you don't take care of yourself. And so for me, um, about five and a half years ago, I, I started, I ballooned up. I was at 280. And part of it was the travel, stress, wear sure. and tear, entrepreneur, all those things, all those excuses. And you go to dinners and like the wines pouring and the, and the, the bread and, and all the that bread, steaks yeah. and pasta and appetizers. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm like, I say I'm all about like holistic health and wellness. Yeah. And like, I'm not, I, I mean, I look at, I look at pictures that people will find for podcasts and they, they'll find the old ones of me in like a suit jacket. <laughs> like, no. And I'm like, please don't do that. Like when we went to Australia, that was yeah. the one that they put on the screen. And I was like, talk about like eating humble pie and like right. just like humility. So for me, like I, it starts with health. I get up early. Um, I either play basketball a couple yeah. times a week or I'll go to the gym and lifting is big for me. Like yeah. I'm not a big cardio guy. I think 
um, I have mentors that are in the health and wellness space and like, we have a lack of muscle. And as you get older, if you don't have muscle, like that changes everything. Um, and so for me, like lifting, um, sauna almost every day, uh, if not every day and then cold plunge and then fasting. And so like, um, last, last year I probably fasted 10 times, uh, five day water and coffee only. Um, for me, like I'm not a moderation kind of person. So like <laughs> I, I can be like, like the people that are like, Oh, I just, I ate a, I ate a subway, a Turkey sub and I just cut out Coke and I like dropped 40 pounds. That wasn't me. Like I had to be like all in, all in and really diligent and, and keto and, and, and really focused on that. Um, and for me, like I spend a lot of time, you know, reading and, um, and diving into podcasts. Like I'm a learner. Um, yeah, I, I love, uh, being around other people. And so I, yeah. I do have, um, you know, some, some, uh, masterminds and things that I'm a part of, but in general, like my day-to-day routine is focused on the overall health and, and slowing down enough. And then the last thing I'll just say is breath work. Mm. Um, for me, that's like tied into like almost a meditative state. Um, but the Wim Hof stuff kind of yeah. tied in with the cold plunge tank, um, has been huge for me. It's a game changer, isn't it? it, is really- uh, it, it the, the, the cold plunge doesn't get easier. No. Are you, do you have an actual plunge? Like I with, do. Yeah. 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 Morosco. Yeah. It's it, the, if you um, built friendship with the guys who started the company, they they uh, they're really kind of like engineers at heart, yeah. and uh, they the same one that Rogan uses. Okay, yeah. um, so it's not a cheap date, no. but it's the the wood kind of more yeah, of yeah, like yeah. like rustic one. Yeah. Uh, and we've actually started to gift those to people. Like talk about like a fun gift. Like Steve Weatherford, NFL's oh, yeah. fittest guy. We sent one to him with his favorite Bible verses and whatever else. And you know now it's a part of his daily practice. Right. But to me, like that's one of those things that most people wouldn't necessarily go buy for themselves, but talk about weaving into somebody's daily practice. Like, so, so again, even go there with that gift to Steve. So, you know, I follow him on social media. The dudes, he's, he's crazy. Oh, he's fun. Next time he comes through to preach, he pro he preached up in, um, not St. Joseph, two or three, three hours North of here at a big church in the middle of nowhere. Uh, and we got to, I, I met up with him near the airport and we hung out for like an hour. Yeah. He's a wild dude, but he He seems like loves, people loves Jesus. He's just a great human. Yeah. So what is your hope for that? Obviously you care about people, you love on people. There's like an ulterior motive there, but like, what's your hope when you send a, however many thousands of dollars of Asana to Steve? Um, so I split it. So a lot of times the bigger things like that, um, I'll find somebody else that wants to love on them or bless them too. And in this case, probably one of the most radically generous humans I've ever met is Joel Marion. He had, he had a company called Biotrust. Okay. It's a huge podcast called, uh, born to impact kind of born again, like yeah. his, I, his, he feels called to impact people from a faith perspective, but he built a few hundred million dollar, uh, uh, supplement company and sold it, uh, him and his partner. Um, incredible. But he's, he was the guy that would like get all of his competitors together, love on them and bring them together to learn. And he literally, he, like, we probably have done eight art pieces together. Like I, if I have an idea, nine out of 10 times, Joel just says, yes. Okay. Hey, you want to split this? Cause that he just, but because of that, and there's never an ask, it's not like give something and then like ask for the deal or the referral. Right. Like he's just planting seeds and kind of the Harvey McKay concept of dig your well before you're thirsty. Yeah. And for Steve, I didn't, ha- we didn't have an ask. There's a dude who's out there who's busting his butt, yep. you know, dealt with addiction and almost got divorced, but he's out there like crushing life and, and impacting people. He's going to influence a lot of dudes. Like, yeah. Oftentimes, like it might be five years from now, he'll be with somebody in a boardroom and they'll connect and say, hey, you need to connect with Ruland. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be, 
But I know if, if I identify somebody who's a leader, a giver, and up to big things, yep. um, you know, make a deposit there, it's going to grow it's into something. Grow, yeah. And if it's not that, it'll pay it forward to somebody else. And I, I think about, so in, in the circuits of success, hence the name of the podcast, attitude, your beliefs, your actions get results. But from beliefs to actions, I have this thing, it's faith. I mean, your faith, obviously there's faith in God, but there's also faith in gifting, right? Oh, Yeah. I mean, your faith in the fact, I don't know, I got nothing I need from Steve, but maybe one day he's going to turn around and he's going to say my name and then all of a sudden it's, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, whatever it may be. It's how God's wired the world. Whether you believe in a God or not, yeah. like a man reaps what he sows. Like yeah. we all know that like if you do good, if you, even if you believe in something like karma, like, right. Right. Um, like what, do you, what is that? Like if you do good things, it comes back to you and oftentimes not in ways that you... Like, I'd like to think, like, I have this perfect script of, like, and I do try to play the 40 chess game, which at some level probably has some selfish manipulation involved. But to me, like, when you can give with an open hand and know, like, and not keep score and know that, like, hey, if it doesn't happen because of you, like, something good is going to come out of that, like, halo effect. And I think so many people will do that in faith in other areas, like, experientially, but they won't do it physically. And I don't know why. I think... Most people, guys in particular, struggle with gifting even their spouse. Right. Like the idea is to seem sure. weird and woo woo and like, uh, what I, I might look weird or be uncomfortable or they, they're going to think I want something from them. And so they talk themselves out of it right from the start. Um, but I, it's a universal principle. It's going to be tough, man, when you're the giftology expert in the world and your wife, I mean. Oh, yeah. my wife calls BS. My, like, you know, like business <laughs> so you're gifting, not either. Business, I, can, I can handle gifting for the, the most elite pro sports teams in the world. Yeah. But at home, she knows all my tricks, all my hacks, <laughs> all my crap, all my excuses, all yeah, my. I see where this is going. Yeah, yeah, like, but, you know, there are times where I like you know, knock it out of the park. Yeah. And like, it's like a grand slam. And there's other times where I strike out and yep. she will let me know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, at I'm not the hardest. I'm, it is hard. I'm, I'm not great at it, but I will say my, to brag on myself for this, I hit a home run. I interviewed, I didn't put it out as a podcast, but I had her mom and dad come in and I interviewed them and it was amazing. I mean, it was absolutely amazing and talk about their childhood and when they met and, having kids and what it was like when they were growing up and now and see their, their, their grandkids. It's, it actually made me think about a business idea. I'm like, I need to do that more often. Right? Yeah. With people like, I you mean, right do a couple of those interviews and probably turn it into a book. Yeah. That's a great idea too. Talk you about do. being able to pass down to your kids, grandkids, right. great grandkids. Like do there, there are some Rulin services book. out there. Huh? Do a Gilliland ruling book. I mean, yeah, dude. I mean, it's, <laughs> but I mean the power yeah. of being able to pull the wisdom from them and the stories and then put it like there's something powerful about it being in, in written form. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of times people have a story to be told, but nobody's asking the questions right. and they have wisdom to share. And, yeah. and, and something that like from a legacy perspective, I know there's companies out there that do it, but to be able to do it personally. Yeah. And, and a lot of the companies that are out there that do books, you know, like Jesus wasn't out there writing things down. He spoke. Yeah. And most people throughout history didn't write things down. They spoke. Somebody else wrote it down. So you could, yeah, if you had a, a series, you had a couple, you had a couple point, more man. interviews with them, yeah. like you'd have enough for a book yeah. and, and it would blow them away. And I think it would be impactful for the whole family. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about um, big things right now that you hear all the time, all over the world, right? Chat GPT. Yeah. And I you saw yesterday, but Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. The, yeah. The, did you see, I mean, did you watch any of the videos at all? I watched one and it's, it's, it's unreal. It's, it's amazing. It's, to me, it's like, I think people in general, like, are, you know, myself included, like, 
you know, the phone's not far, right? Right. It's always in our hand. It's always around. And like the more, like I, I went to a leadership conference and I left my phone in the room all three days straight. Didn't, didn't check it once during the day wow. until the evening. Felt weird. It felt weird, but it, it ended up being freeing. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Like how addicted I was, even if it was turned off, but it was in my bag and like, it, it's like constantly like pinging you in your yeah, head. Right. Like just mentally, like the amount of emotional en- energy there. And so, yeah, the yeah, chat G- GPT, I think is powerful. I think it's scary. I think yeah. it's awesome. I think it's, and, uh, I think that, um, you know, it's going to accelerate a bunch of things. Like from a, even from a gifting perspective, yeah. like you can like type in and like get to know somebody or like if we're pulling, like we started doing these like bigger, crazy gifts where we like a big 10 K knife set, we might put quotes of that they've said, well, I can get like anybody that's relatively famous. Right. I can get 80 of their quotes of wisdom instead of having to research and have my team research, yeah. I can pull the seconds, 15 seconds yeah. and pulls it all up for, for some of these big celebs. So like there are elements of it that are cool, but there's also like, can you, you might need to confirm that they actually said it because right, right now it's not, it's not hundred percent accurate. And sometimes the info that you get back, it's like, that's what's on the surface. But like a lot of times, like in order to get somebody to cry or be moved at a soul level, like you have to get to the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. And it's hard to get the essence of a human just by the headlines. You got to go yeah. a little deeper and ask the deeper questions. And I think that that's the area where there's nuance that, yep. that uh, whatever your industry is, like if you have the ability to speak into the 1%, like I think at least for now, like you, you know, you'll be able to chop or charge top dollar for that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think what, what scares me about it is the critical thinking that I hope it doesn't take away from our kids. Right. I, I'm, Forget us. We've been around long enough. We're going to be able to use it, use it to our advantage, but still have those relationships and different things. But are these kids going to have, you know, I want to know blah, 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 and they find out in 13 seconds versus having to, you know, when we were kids, you had to go back and look Dive for it in. in the dicks or the encyclopedia, right? Yeah. And, and now with Google and Chat GPT and all these things, I'm not trying to sound like the old crabby guy, but it's just, <laughs> I hope they continue to think for themselves and think differently versus the computer doing it. And then, then we're not all wearing these goggles that look amazing and do all these things. And it looks like you're in a movie that that's my fear. And I love technology. I hope it does the right thing, but it, it is a little bit of a fear for me. Yeah. Well, when the person walked into the room and she was wearing the, the goggles and the person wasn't yeah, like that to me is like super awkward. Right. And they could still see each other. She like waved. At yeah. Her oh and, yeah. Like, you can yeah. see through the, you, know, right. you see that person's yeah. eyes, but it's still like, there's an element of like, and, and maybe it's like the phone thing. Like you just get kind of used to it. Yeah. Um, but at some level, like there's something powerful about old school. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you're not putting it into a, a uh, device. You're there's something powerful down, about yeah. writing it down. They probably see it right over your shoulder. All those, those are some July, 2005, these journals. I mean, there's power in that, man. Yeah. Um, you said earlier, ROR return on relationships. Talk yeah. to me about that. Well, I mean, I think in, in business, I think gifting and in what we talk about is viewed very much as like an expense or it's viewed very much as like a nice to not a have to. And in any part of your business, you're, you're, you're measuring things like operations, finance, marketing, you know, HR, like stock market, whatever, like you're measuring it. There's metrics there. And I don't think most people have put a metric to, you know, the power of their network, the power of their relationships, the, the power of the people that work for them. And I think that, to me, there's no greater return than investing in humans and whether that's physically or experientially or whatever, but like the investment there. And like, when you start to think about the businesses that people have created, it typically was a lot of humans that 
allowed them that inv- mentors, coaches, yeah, teachers, for sure. like bankers, suppliers, you know, advisors, all of those people allowed them to get there. And I think we undervalue the power of the right people being in our corner. And so like, to me, ROR is like one of the most powerful tools of like thinking about like, Hey, yeah. ROI on marketing. Cool. But like, are you, are you measuring the relationships and the return on relationship is, is, uh, to me is one of the, the best things on the planet. Yeah, well, I mean, ROI in my business, right? Return on investment, but return on relationship with the invest with our clients is, I mean, that relationship is huge. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, how many financial wealth, man, like what, people that put themselves in that, that, yeah. that bucket, half a million. Yeah. There's t- yeah. Hundreds of thousands of them. Yeah. Yeah. What, what it comes down to what the human, like, do they know me? Right. They do. Are, are they on my, they care about uh, me, do they yeah. care about me? Like it comes down to an emotional, yeah connection though you can justify numbers all day long and you actually take lesser performance if you're like this person's in my corner they care about me and they're in this for the long haul for sure yeah i call it pandora's box my job is if you were a client sitting there right i got to unlock that box and find out what truly matters what's important what makes you tick what you want to leave behind i mean all those things are they're they're critically important so um as we close, actually, before we go there, so what, what would you tell the person that's listening right now that says, oh, man, this dude's talking about sending $50,000 saunas or whatever, right? <laughs> they have a $500 budget, right? What, what can they be doing that they're not doing right now? Yeah. Well, what I would say is that what we're talking about isn't industry specific or business size specific. Like I have, I have sales reps that you know, work for technology companies that are reinvesting a percentage of their business and treating it like they're the owner. So if you made, you know, 200 grand last year, reinvest a tie, 10%, that's 20 grand. So when people say yeah. they have a limited budget, right. I'm like, well, you, you're spending, you know, 40 grand a month on Facebook ads, mm-hmm. or you're spending this much to sponsor this conference for a hundred grand. Like I always challenge the numbers because right. even I have college kids that are like investing $500 a month in this. Yeah. So there's, there's always dollars there if you view it to have value, yeah. right? And so to me, it's not so much the dollar amount. It's like, if you don't, if you're going to send something expensive or cheap, if you don't put a handwritten note with it, there's no thoughtfulness, meaning context. Mm, yep. It's not one-to-one. So a lot of the clients, like we'll work with casinos or insurance companies and they're like, yeah, we want to send this out to a thousand people. And, uh, I'm like, and they're going to order it from, you know, they're going to take our consulting. They're going to order it from Amazon. I'm like, you guys might as well just stop right there. Yeah. If you're going to automate it through some t- technology platform and it feels like a marketing thing, don't expect a deeper relationship and don't, don't expect the ROR because it was marketing. It's right, not relationship. Right. And so a lot of the details around how it's packaged, even when it shows up, most people do ABC gifting, anniversaries, birthdays, Christmas. They mm-hmm. do expected obligatory things. If I do that for my wife, if I show up on Valentine's Day, I get no credit. Right. If you, I sh- do that. you have to do that. And so if you <clears> show up for relationships, so a lot of the recipe isn't in the dollars spent. It's in the thoughtful thought. So many people are like, John, I, I spent this money. It didn't work. And I'm like, you can't be a douchebag and give great gifts. <laughs> right. Like you have to be a person. You right. have to do the details. Like there's parts of the recipe that are there's, not just the yeah, cost. Yeah, recipe is a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. And so $500, you could do something amazing. Um, $5,000, $50. It doesn't, the dollar amount doesn't matter. It's more around the overall like thought process yeah. and putting the odds in your favor where you're not doing it once. Like you're like, this is a like there's compound interest of yeah. like showing up for multiple people this way over time versus I did it once it didn't work and I'm like that's not how life works yeah does not let's um, I pulled up my phone here we're gonna have some fun we're gonna go to uh, what's your Instagram at John Rulin John Rulin 
Have a little fun here. All right, pick a number between one and ten. Three. Okay, now pick a number between one and three. <laughs> Two. Two. Hey, we already talked about this. This is you, if you can see it on the camera or not. This is you picking up Steve Weatherford in the minivan <laughs> exactly. with the Super Bowl trophy. Lamborghini, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's talk about that. So I, I like this game, and I'm going to pick another one that's on that same row. Uh, Sarah Blakely shot you out here. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because of the Founder of Spanx. So talk yep. about that. Yeah, so Sarah, well, she's an EO person, so yep. EOYPO. Yep. So that's a group that I speak to a lot. Um, you know, it's CEOs that are leading companies and, and uh, there's chapters all over the world. Sarah's been a member for 20 years. I built a friendship with her and her husband, Jesse Itzler, who's, you know, stud. just a stud. Yeah, stud. Speaker, started Marquee Jets, sold yeah. it back to NetJets, started Zico. Is it Zico Water? Yeah, yeah Zico Water. Now he's one of the best speakers in the world. Yeah. But I, it, it, over a number of years, I built a friendship with them. He became a fan of Giftology, the yeah. book. And, um, but I was like, I'm going to make deposits in, and you know, she has certain quotes. She has her little mugs that she yeah, drinks out of. Yeah. And, uh, we sent her like one of these crazy, you know, couple thousand dollar treasure chests. And, but I put a knife in there because I know that she, she loves Casa de Grone's tequila yeah, and yeah. she travels literally with her yeah. own fresh grapefruit juice. So I, I sent her a grapefruit knife with, with, you know, her name on it, but the quote and, um, and, I, and you know, people send her a lot. These kind of people get things all the time. Yeah. It's the story and the personalization. And she was using the knife years later. And she's like, I'm thinking about, you know, John Rule. I love this knife. And she posts about it, you know, like, to oh. her uh, hundreds of thousands of people. Same with Itzler. Like, you know, we've, uh, you know, I've been invited over to the house to, to hang out with their four kids. And of course we sauna steam yeah. and cold plunge and do the yeah. thing. But we've made deposits in those relationships to where we're top of mind. We get yeah. shout outs, but more importantly, like we, you know, we always want people to, to return our phone call or text. Like you just want to be in relationship with them yeah. and those deposits help. Yeah. That's incredible, man. Well, um, where can our listeners find more of John Rulin? I would say, I mean, if, the, if, uh, if you want to avoid the worst gifts on the planet, just to like get into the top 5%, you can go to the givers with an S the givers edge and get a little download of kind of like, you don't have to go buy the book. Just yeah, go like, just, go right just start to get like a framework of like what to do and not to do. Um, I mean, at John Rulin on, on Instagram and, um, you know, giftology group is the main website yeah, to, uh, to dive into. Yep. Got it. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for being with me on the circuit of success. Always great to catch up and, uh, Great to see you, my man, and uh, love watching you, what you're doing. It's awesome. Thanks, so thanks so much.